last time on Dice Funk. Uh, so you guys aren't working with the the colonizers anymore? Can Objectivist communicate an electrical signal from a solitaire through me? <laughs> Just like push his like, fish tank up against the thing. <laughs> uh, you look around and you see that you are on a beach. Despite this also being the location we were, this is also the place Olivia mentioned her god domain would kind of be like. Oh. So I'm just trying to see if there's a connection there. Fake Mothman's in that forest. Would people be able to get past me? <laughs> oh my god, Dreg. <laughs> like is this is this a simulation or is or is this like a magic that's something beyond? Like is this maybe someone's conduit? The entire compound is not just a building, it is the shell. It's the shell. Yeah. Of compassion. Fucking knew it. The solitaire. And it is compassion's conduit that is doing this to you. Who who this hand from? <laughs> a street shark. Elizabeth Bohr. And you dismembered her mech and you fired your shotgun repeatedly into her cockpit. <gasps> oh yeah, I think we know what's up. <laughs> She's here to kill my son! My other son, my new son. That's the password for the elevator. What, password itself? No, whatever form is currently intersecting with the world. Can I roll insight to get insight into the the state of the world itself? <laughs> Can I roll insight to be like, Whoa. Hey, what's, what's, what's existence doing? How's, how would I, what word would I use to sum up existence these days? been playing a bunch of that Kingdom Hearts and as much as I love that that series very much I did have a realization when we were getting ready to record tonight that made me very happy which is the group of us I'm I'm pretty confident in saying have created a more digestible and easily accessible and probably better written narrative than <laughs> Tetsuya Nomura <laughs> yeah yeah it's, I mean, it's a low bar, but if you gotta find solace in something, you gotta, sometimes you, just... you gotta find what you you can. And for me, I'm just holding on to I am I am part of a more cohesive narrative experience than Kingdom Hearts, and I love Kingdom Hearts, so we're doing all right. <laughs> I just wanted to see Donald Duck choke slam Sephiroth, and I feel like that's not exactly what the series is about. So I'm a little disappointed, but. <laughs> No, that's because, you know, Donald Duck is a spellcaster. He wouldn't be choke slamming. That's Goofy's choke. <laughs> <Yuck. laughs> I'm sorry, Lauren. Could you hit me one more again? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that's that's very good. Oh Lord. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> that belongs on a soundboard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Leah Moira's dead. She's being replaced with a new character. Ho ho! Oh man, you guys excited for the mood whiplash when we transition into <laughs> Olivia's trauma or uh, Yeah. How about we have that beach episode where he's talking about I put you on a beach and you guys were like, no, I wanna oh, go. Oh fuck, we're on a beach! 
That's not that's that is not the anime beach episode I asked for, and you know that. Um, actually, I think we should start uh, in media res here with righteousness uh, trying to get Dreg out of the bathroom. <laughs> that's that's how I would if I was filming this HBO show. That it would be a cold open of just these two giant guys slamming into each other mid fight. Uh, Hot. <laughs> what's our whole initiative, Conrad? Just me and you. Let's forget about all these goobers doing their Kingdom Hearts. Is this okay? We all know that's what you've been doing too, bitch. Four. Oh, I love the roll initiative. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe that just happened. Wow, that's so sad. I rolled a two. <laughs> and I rolled a four. Okay. Yeah, you sure did. I sure did. Strong numbers to start today. So they're both real big and slow. I think they have a pretty similar style. Uh, righteousness, if you'll recall, is relatively humanoid, not based on human beings, homo sapiens per se, but two arms, two legs, head. The main uh, feature that you've been introduced to is that uh, his features are mirrored. So there's like a face on the front and back. The arms are articulated both forward and backwards and the legs as well. This is kind of a a feature as a preacher who can walk through their congregation and preach front and back, kind of keep their eye on everyone, give a, uh, their undivided attention at all times. It's also useful in a fight in which you can, uh, well, you'll see. So (laughs) Drake. Yeah, no, I, I, I can already see. I can, I can already see. Well, um, all right. Yeah. Dreg is uh, occupying the doorway of the bathroom, and he's adopting a defensive posture for the incoming attack. But he's actually not interested in making an attack of his own. That's not why he's here. So he's just going to wait. See, I'm curious what he is here for now, considering that it turns out exercising your spirit is, your, your conduit is no longer how you progress. He doesn't know that. Well, that's, I suppose so, that he does not know that. <laughs> he does not know that. I should probably that. tell him that, but I don't want to be seen associated with the troublemaker. <laughs> yeah, well, well, that's how it goes. <laughs> All right, so Dreg, you won the initiative, but you choose not to act, which does throw into question why we rolled initiative, but sometimes that's how it do. <laughs> Uh, in D&D. So uh, Righteousness is going to go first. So he actually approaches uh, with one uh, one half of him facing you and like uh, has his hands up as if to defend defend himself like in a boxing kind of position. Um, but when it's clear that you're not going to throw the first punch, he spins around 180 degrees to his attacking s- side. <laughs> you don't really understand in character the mechanics of this, but he essentially has two character sheets. He has a... Oh an attacking side and a defensive side. He switches between when it's his turn and not his turn. Uh, and he is kind of min-maxed each way. One side is very high AC and one side has very high attacks. Mm. So the attacking side is going to throw down with you now. So his big graphene arms are going to attempt to punch you. 14 and botch, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's not gonna work. No, it's super not, bud. <laughs> Min maxed for attack, huh? Uh, sometimes, listen, the dice do that. Yeah, they do. All right, so he gets in there and he starts, you know, in his big preacher voice, "Move, please." blocking way and he goes to like grab you and move you when you're not moving, and with a botch, you have a chance here to do something. So the other guy that attacked me earlier, he's just still sort of prone on the ground there where I've been keeping him. Yeah, you've created a, you've created like a wall of bodies. Cool, cool. So I'm going to uh Dra- Drago 
just going to sidestep this guy's attack and let him lead into the bodies with it, lean up against defensive side and pin him. All right, so uh, let's see here. Strength contest to try to pin him. Okay. 22. Yikes. 17. So instead of winning this fight in a single stroke, <laughs> as you sometimes do, you did that to uh, Irene, the the cage fighter, and you also kind of beat the Hado Z, although it was an intimidation, not a strike. So Dreg has Dreg is kind of one punch man if you think about it. Um, he tries, you try to take him down using your, uh, you know, a pin move, and he spins around back to the attacking side. Um, it is your turn if you would like to take it. No. No? No. Good. Uh, as the conduit of righteousness, his conduit, of course, allows him to access a slew of cleric and paladin spells, as the name may clue you into. So he's going to use the spell Command, which as a paladin you are intimately familiar with. Mm-hmm. And he says, move. So make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Against 14, by the way. Pass. 14. Perfectly so, yeah. Man, <laughs> you you are really obstinate as hell. Do you know yes. that? Yes, I do. It's almost like that's the whole deal of his character. <laughs> all right, so if you're going to um, make a role-playing decision to not fight back at all, I think we can let this ride for now. Basically, that this guy is using uh, all of his tricks, his conduit, and his double-sided attack style to try to move Dragon. You're just not having it. Is that how you, you want to lock that in? That is exactly how that's going, yeah. All right. Captain Leomira Melbeck, last we left you, you were in the meditation room. You were, <laughs> to use your phraseology, I believe you said you wanted to roll insight on the universe? Yeah, the, this was the idea I was having. Like, I, I want to frame it as, like, an attempt at, I guess meditation would be the, the thing that people would do in reality to try and be like, ah, yes, be at one with the universe. But she's very literally just going to be like, World, what's your deal right now? What is what is one word that like what's 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 the deal? What's the word? Universe, give me the word. Can we take a moment to appreciate A that our show allows for a sentence like that? That's very cool. And B for you to give it voice, Laura, to just say <laughs> on our DD podcast, I want to roll insight on the universe. Yeah, I I, I, I I can't remember if it was on air or if I did it to you after the show last week, but I was just like, Austin, can I roll insight on the universe? Is that a thing I'm allowed to do? You absolutely are. In fact, some would say that is what meditation is, is rolling insight yeah, on the universe. Exactly. So just as a heads up, I am about halfway through my exhaustion table already. Like, I've been making some good progress through this base, but like, it is coming at a cost. So, uh... <laughs> Let's see how this do. Uh, let's roll insight. Uh, 20 to start. <laughs> how I does 20 we're... do on insight on the universe? I thought it was going to take a little bit to get here. <laughs> was 20 the number? 20 was the number. Yeah, 20 is like the most I could realistically ask for you from you unless you were trying to like do something unreasonable see part of me was wondering are you gonna require a crit because i'm trying to incite the universe yeah i was going to say (laughs) unless she was trying to do something unusual uh, i'm sorry (laughs) unless she was trying to do something like crazy and she's she's trying to to be fair meditation probably doesn't require more than a 20 to just have have a moment of quiet with existence 
I mean, that is what they're asking you to do. That is kind of yeah. the the whole yeah. premise of this organization, and I guess ascetic meditation in general. Yeah. Like you think of like the Buddhist monks in the monasteries, you know, all day trying to achieve Zen or whatever. That is basically what you're doing. Um, however, in this world in which you have something like the conduit of spirits, you do have kind of a leg up on people who would just have human perception. So yeah. it's kind of like most people here are conduits of like hugs or uh, friendship or long walks on the beach. <laughs> you know, just <laughs> statistically 99.9% of people have conduits which aren't yeah. like superpowers, right? Like most of them are. Most of most of them can't just go. I'm just gonna keep at reality until reality works. Right. Somebody out there is the conduit of belly button lint. Is what you're saying. <laughs> no. Poor Steve. Um. Yeah. So it's it's like yeah. Everyone you meet adventuring is more likely to have an exciting one, but that's because people with exciting personalities are drawn to exciting work sometimes. Like that's, it's like a correlation, not causation thing. So Mm. a lot of people here are putting in real work. Sometimes they've been meditating, praying for years and years, and you kind of just show up and you're like, you're not cheating, but it might feel like it, but you just also happen to be honed in that way. I, I, I do feel bad that like literally day one in the cult, I've gone, aha, personal enlightenment. I'm totally a god. Now I understand the universe too. What do I knock out before dinner time? I'll, I mean, it would be the same if you were like the conduit of meditation or the conduit of perspective yeah. or revelation or something. I'm sure that's happened. Like there are yeah. people here on the second floor who've gotten this far and there are people on the third floor, so... So yeah, what what does the universe tell me for my twenty? What's what's what what am I getting? Yeah. Um. So I assumed that you would be re-rolling until you got there. So I am prepared. I do want to say though that you don't immediately understand the exact word you're looking for. That's that's fair. <laughs> so I think a little bit of in-universe perspective for a moment here. Um. The fact that uh one form at a time kind of crosses over into the physical world is something that's known most of the time it's like rock itself and like all rocks are just really rock for a while you know or like cinnamon buns and like cinnamon buns are extra tasty for like 50 years or something like most of the time it's not extraordinary but every once in a while you'll get like cataclysmic um world shaping things guilt or death for (laughs) for two examples just random pulling out of the air examples yeah yeah uh and because those cataclysmic ones can be so uh extreme and dangerous often obviously everybody in the world is trying to figure them out at all times like there are scientists and corporations and countries uh religious orders all kinds of people dedicated to finding out what what is crossing over and usually that's a highly guarded secret so that's something you would know about the universe is that like these things are changing. People are constantly trying to find them out, but they're also not publishing it because like, what if it's something that could be used as a military secret or something that could be highly profitable or something like that. So that knowledge is probably out there, but it's difficult to find people whose entire life work revolves around that. So that's the first thing about context. The second thing is you, Liamira put the red string together throughout your, you know, your experiences. You think about the world, you think about what you've been through, who you've met, what you've done, and patterns begin emerging. There is a, an unlikely universe in which you, Laura Kate Dale, look at the evidence through the season so far and guess it. 
In fact, I've seen some people in our community, listeners in like the Discord or in the comments, uh, trying to put the clues together to figure it out. I love the the theories, and um, I don't think anybody's guessed it yet, but I have seen people guess adjacent things that are right, mm. which is really exciting, and also people who've guessed things that are better than the reality, which is also exciting. <laughs> um, that's always fun, is when people, your very smart audience, yeah. audience puts the, things together. The, the problem is, they're smart and I'm not, so... Oh, don't say that. You you had this great idea to begin with. Um, Yay! So I want to say that you feel the pieces coming together, but you feel like to push, to, to put them together, you might need a little bit of help to get over that hump. So with a 20, what I want to say is you think that if you entered a deeper Zen state that you might be able to grasp the pieces and put them together. You're like so close. It's like on the tip of your brain tongue. Okay. A couple of options that occur to you are like using some kind of medicinal aids. <laughs> a, a lot of mushrooms. A lot of cultures believe that taking, for example, psilocybin or mm-hmm. uh, various cactuses can make you see the face of God. That could be helpful. Uh, there's also magical rituals, um, things like astral projection, which may be able to get you closer. You're you're right there, but you think you just need something to push you over the edge. I'm, I'm going to put it this way. If the option for it to be hallucinogenics is on the table, I can't say no to it. So oh let's my god, let's, have a DMT trip. <laughs> let's let's take my already quite drunk hippo and just get her on those drugs. <laughs> I don't know where she's gonna find drugs two layers down into a cult, but like someone's gotta have them down here for meditative purposes. I mean, come on, it's a cult. <laughs> I do love that. Yeah. So Captain Melbeck, you're gonna go on drug quest. <laughs> yes. To finish your vision quest, uh, you you are very close, and I think you're going to probably be the person who figures this out, unless Dreg joins you from bathroom quest. Um, I don't know what Dreg's doing. I, I like the thought that Leah Moira at no point is being, she's like, Dreg's, Dreg's got a plan. He, he seems to be doing something. He usually knows what he's doing. I won't bother him with, with this nonsense. He's doing something. Because like, I could go get him and like bounce ideas and maybe that would get over the hump, but no, I, he he's doing his conduit thing. I don't want to mess with that. Mm-hmm. So let's catch up with the last group of players. Last we left them. Ugh, oh boy. Sasha Greer and Dr. Olivia Adler were on the beach in Adler's heavenly realm. Heavenly is a, is a word. Godly realm. Yeah. At which point, Sasha, you put on some goggles. You saw a fire in the distance. You approached it. A spaceship crashed. And Dr. Adler pulled the mutilated body of Cassius Pyre out of it and started administering medical aid. Chris, can I get a medicine check? Nine. I basically crit fail. I think Dr. Adler is shaking so badly right now. Uh, Like... I'm gonna. Uh, Sasha's gonna put her hands on Doctor Adler's shoulders and be like, "You don't. Uh, you don't have to do this, my dog. This isn't real. You don't gotta re-traumatize yourself. You don't gotta do this." Oh, it's exactly what I have to do. <laughs> oh my god, Chris, you're so good. <laughs> oh lord. I mean, I'm saying, why can't we have our cake and eat it too? <laughs> <laughs> what is our cake in this? Is it Kingdom Hearts jokes? King Kingdom Hearts, yes. It's Kingdom Hearts and be slightly more coherent than it, right? This episode's gonna age poorly. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> no, uh, Olivia's gonna say, uh, no, I, 
this is what I have to do. So, Dr. Adler, you try administering the same medical aid to Cassius as you did once upon a time. His wing is absolutely destroyed, the one that will eventually be replaced by a graphene prosthetic. And he is hacking up what you, what you know to be like lung lining and just the inside layers of his throat. This is why he talks so strangely is because he breathed in all kinds of toxic fumes in the spaceship crash and it just absolutely destroyed all of that tissue and you save as much as you can. But even with magic and futuristic science, boy, boy busted up. I like to think Olivia is going through the effort she did to save him in like the same sort of way. So she was, you know, she's, she's lived through this. It's a pretty memorable day for her. So it's not too hard for her to remember the things she had to do to kind of keep Cassius alive. Mm-hmm. After she gets to a point where he's, he's somewhat stabilized. Olivia is going to pull a gun out of like the back of his, uh, like probably like a holster that's kind of hidden within his uniform. Yeah, he is a colonel in the United Soul military forces fighting the Illithids at this time. So he has a sidearm, which you're familiar with. And Olivia is just going to kind of stare at it for a while. Uh, Sasha's going to yell at this guy. <laughs> Hey, this is super rude, and uh, why don't you just face me, coward? You can't just call everyone a coward, Sasha. This this guy's a coward. Uh, so you scream, "Face me, coward!" at the sky. <laughs> yep. And uh, a dark shadow falls over you, Sasha, from something in the sky. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I just feel like I just got to keep yelling at things and they're going to keep coming at me. But hey, that's kind of my deal. Yeah, that's fun. I like Sasha's personality. Someone who just keeps getting into more and more trouble. Yeah, boy! Lauren has seen my icon. <laughs> what is it? Uh, It's that real ripped Mothman statue they have in uh, West Virginia. Ah, uh, the one with the really good butt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's got such an unnecessarily good butt. Uh, so from the sky, this dark shadow that is, uh, you know, covering up the the sun that's glaring down on you on this beach, uh, you see the f- familiar form of the humanoid winged uh, Mothman of your dreams. It's eight pack abs, sculpted butt. Yeah. Uh, what appears to be in this Point Pleasant statue chest hair? Am I seeing this correctly? Yeah, he does have chest hair, huh? I mean, he's not even a moth, really. He's just like a a ripped guy with like wings and a weird moth face. He has big red eyes, moth wings, but mostly just like a sexy dude bod, <laughs> which is kind of the winning formula. That's like the shape of water thing, right? It's like I was just about to say that. It's like it's just like the fish man. Yeah. Um. So that's what's in the sky, and you hear a voice. Talk, speak down to you it's like oh hey babe what are you doing i know you're fake but dang you got me a big uh, fire thanks it's really nice he's like flying around the fire getting close to it <laughs> it's the purest form of lamp oh man i i really want to touch it but i know i'm not supposed to don't don't touch it i'm gonna touch uh, it though don't 
I'll dip. It's real hot. <laughs> I dip. I'll dip. <laughs> Uh, uh, your big, dumb, beautiful boyfriend keeps touching the fire <laughs> that killed an entire ship full of people and destroyed the vocal cords of a racist. This is a real, real uh, weird mood sandwich. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Dice Funk. We have trauma, we have queers, we have comedy, we have big, sexy cryptids. Hot moths, yeah. Um. So the Mothman lands, and he is like, I don't know, what's the, what's the tallest something can be and be hot? To you, Sasha, who was like four and a half feet. Uh, okay. Well, I thought you were asking Lauren for a second. I was like, well. Inhabit your character. I'm saying I feel like there's a limit at which, like, the, it's incompatible. I mean, yeah, small. I mean, like, I feel like over, like, six, six, like, five is a little too much, right? For, yeah. For, like, a four foot something person. That's a lot. So he's, like, my size. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> a normal man. Uh huh, human boy. Oh okay, so he's like six, he's like six three, uh, two twenty. You know. Oh, so you made him shorter than you, so you're still taller. Okay, we're exactly we have the same exact body. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> okay. Is just Austin with wings? Yeah. Oh no, the fan art's gonna be. <laughs> Have at it. No. Um, okay. So I, we have to. <laughs> in the background, <laughs> Olivia's weeping. Um, so the moth lands and says, uh, "Oh, hey, you brought friends. What are you guys? What are you? What are you doing? Hey, my name is Mothman. What's up with these goggles? They look nice. You don't. They don't sound familiar to you. Looking real cute. Finger guns. Finger guns. Finger guns. This is my dreams, but I know it's a lie." Okay, Sky, fair move. I see you, coward in the sky. You okay there, fish lady? Your bird looks broke. Uh, so what's up with this, like, whole place? Do you know, Mothman? Uh, I mean, they're your places. This is her beach, and that's your spooky forest of conspiracy. There's all kinds of cool secrets in there. You didn't even go in on the fun scavenger hunt we made for you. Um, yeah, I didn't think I was gonna get, like, chomped on. I meant the non-chompy cryptids, but I guess I should have been more specific. Oh, come on, you know most cryptids are chompy. You'd be surprised. There, Most of them have, like, names like the blank monster, the blank devil, the blank hey. stalker, the blank hey. killer. <laughs> Just because they're goth doesn't mean they're gonna chomp me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so all cryptids are goth. Cryptids are goth. You heard it here, folks. Okay. Uh, I don't think she said anything about finding her trauma trauma again on the beach. She just said, oh, the beach that I used to be on, not that one specific scenario on the beach that I used to be on. Oh, that's... <laughs> dude, that's because this isn't her godly... This isn't her godly realm. Oh. Whose is it? I don't know. There's a lot of people in here. Huh. You goof. How'd I get here? How'd we, what's, how'd we get here so fast? Aren't there, like, levels? Oh, you mean compassion? Yeah, compassion's, uh, shell has levels, but you guys are in the conduit of compassion. He, you guys wanted your realms, the places that are the most good for you, and he gave them to you. I feel like this is not good for her. Look at her. Well, she wandered into someone else's realm. This person has a bad realm. The beach is safe. What if we were looking for someone specific? What do you mean? I'm right here, babe. Nice. 
<clears throat> Don't mind, we're just flexing. Keep keep uh, asking questions. I knew it. Um, but uh, yeah, we're looking for. If I'm looking for an illithid. Uh, you're wearing one, right now. No, uh, his brother. Uh, he has the legs that I like so much. <laughs> oh, you're looking for some other legs. I see how it is. Oh my god, real Mothman wouldn't be jealous. <laughs> Look at these calves. Come on, you know you don't need no other legs than these ones. Damn. Damn. I'm doing a lot of physical acting. You can't see. The audience is in Are you really flexing this. like in your yes, chair? Yes, absolutely. Aw, that's adorable. <laughs> Listen, oh, acting. That's not really mean. I didn't mean for that to sound so mean. It's my craft. It's my art. It's my art. Um, Olivia, are you just just trying to fix this man in the background? Sobbing? Uh, yeah, she's continuing to try to fix uh, uh, Cassius. Yeah, it looks very bad. <laughs> I don't know how to... how graphic to get with the the medical trauma here but no i mean she's already been through it before I, i'll note that she was kind of looking at this gun and by now she's she's kind of thrown it aside yeah um and for what it's worth she doesn't seem to be actively like distraught right now mm-hmm. she seems to be almost eerily calm i want to pick up that gun okay i feel like i've learned in my life that you shouldn't leave guns lying around got it uh, so, Sasha, you walk over and pick up the gun, and the Mothman says, ah, I'm sure you know that big old nerds like subjectivists are going to be on the bottom level. He's a big, brainy, smart guy. So I have to go look for, I have to go do my my scavenger hunt, don't I? It's a journey of self-discovery. <laughs> I love Mothman's cheery white man voice. <laughs> that's my voice <laughs> I, I know sorry I'm just teasing you look I can make the I, I can make the pecs dance once Cassius is stabilized I want to go further in on the beach like no. I want to keep headed the, basically in the direction that the ship crashed from okay Olivia you like uh, rest Cassius's inert body on the ground once it's stable and you walk behind the ship yeah uh, Sasha, Dr. Olivia's gone. Olivia uh, Adler, she gone. Okay, well, I'm gonna follow her. Come on, Mothman, let's go get her. Oh, man, I don't even know what realm is that way. Seems kind of dangerous. Uh, it's an adventure. Make sure you, okay, let's go. I can't really leave her. She's gotta go. I, I did push my, my, my boy into the computer, and now this happened. I feel like it's my fault. Uh, you think too much. Come on. <laughs> All right, let's go. All right. Wait, did you say I think too much? No. That seems rude, but okay. <laughs> I was going to say, I like that your your special secret dream boyfriend dunks on you. I know. I'm like, hold on a second. This is rude. You're, you're too cute, Dory. Let's just, let's just walk. Let's just hold go. Hold on now. <laughs> Lauren has had enough of this. No. Um, it's too real. Too close to life. <laughs> <laughs> the white boy's going to treat you like that, though. Oh, they fucking do, man. Uh, Dr. Adler, you walk behind the spaceship and you find yourself in a really terrifying new environment. Overhead, you see nautiloids, the illithid spaceships, uh, slowly converging in a kind of V formation over the surface of the planet you find yourself on. They are firing their weapons into clouds of arrow wings, the nimble Earth fighters that you've seen before in the Caravella Armada. They're having this uh, pitched 
dogfight over the surface of this planet, which is being racked by gunfire. You hear the distant sound of machine guns. There's explosions going off all around you. It is like the opening of Saving Private Ryan here. The ground is mud and blood and shredded bodies. Uh, notably, illithids on one side uh, of the trench you find yourself in and earth species on the other side, most notably merfolk, aracocra, and humans, the earth, sea, and sky, the three pillars of Invicta. I'm headed right over to that earth side uh, force, and I'm looking for someone in particular. Yeah, you sure are, bud. Melbeck, how's the drug quest? <laughs> uh, so, I'm so jealous. So, uh, Captain Melbeck is just casually going around trying to find anyone who's not actively appearing to be meditating at the moment, and just very casually being like, "Hello, um, I feel like I am on the cusp of something very great in terms of my personal journey, and I require a little." medicinal help to get into a state of mind that will allow me to see the bigger picture. Can you help with me with this at all? And just seeing seeing if anyone is receptive. Which skill check do you think would be most appropriate to score some drugs? I'm leaning towards investigation, but I'm open to suggestions. I, I'm good with I, I charisma. No, it's, you no, gotta get that face. No, can we can we go in 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 investigation? Which Austin said, please, because <laughs> I have a good number in that, and Austin said it. So okay, okay, okay. And and I'm gonna say, you know, you come to a new town for the first time, and you're looking to cop. You really will get a lot further if you do some legwork. Oh. Okay, so... Eight. I'm going to use a re-roll for that. <laughs> Amazingly. You cr- you didn't need to re-roll to understand the universe, but you need to re-roll to find a plug. Well, uh, like, this place is full of knocks, man. <laughs> uh, six. Mm. Oh my what, god. What does my next re-roll get me up to? Hit point max halved. Hmm. That's, that's a bit of one to swallow. Yeah, I thought I was going to have to have used these rolls already to get to this point, so fuck it, here we are. Seven. (laughs) I can take one more roll without, like, you know, getting a negative modifier yet, so Uh I'm I'm doing it. This This is the quest. This is the quest. I love this. Ten. Uh, not very good, but it's it's average, so I'll give you a hook here. Uh, you find a um a Vidalcan, the blue skinned, six fingered aliens. Uh, this is a a bald man, and you find someone who seems a little receptive to your um let's say commerce attempts. <laughs> You're like, mm, do you know where maybe someone could uh score a little. Herbal supplements. Yeah, some some meditation aids of the consumable variety. Uh, and this person seems dreadfully bored. They've been meditating for how knows who knows how long. In fact, they tell you they've like I've been here for years. See, I could have told you the most bored person in that room is going to be the one that's holding. <laughs> Man, I have a little bit of stuff, but I'm. It's gonna be a while before I can get my guy to send some more through. I don't know if I can part with it. What would it take for you to part with it? Is there anything that I could do for you? Well, I am really bored. I've been looking for someone to play a game with. Are you familiar with 
Holodeck? Oh, goodness. I am certainly aware of Holodeck. I... If you've got cards, I will play you. I will play you for some herbal supplements. For the audience, Holodeck is a card game in the vein of Yu-Gi-Oh, which was invented in a prior season, but you don't really need to know any of that. All you need to know is that the cards come to life and attack each other, IRL, and we use D&D stats to determine that. So, Captain Melbeck, if you can beat this Vidalkin in a game of Holodeck, he will give you some drugs. Yeah, I'm curious about the mechanics of this, because I am no longer a spellcaster, so I don't know how to do this anymore. Well, you actually are still a spellcaster. Rangers have... (laughs) I have, like, maybe three. You have Cordon of Arrows, you have Grasping Shot, you have, uh, well, your shotgun, which you're, one important thing about Hollow Deck is you reflavor everything. So instead yeah, yeah, of saying, yeah. I shoot with my shotgun, you're like, I summon sh- the Lord of Shoots, or whatever. Yeah, well, see, <laughs> most, of, most of what I have is gun and modifier for gun, so uh-huh. I, I, I suppose I can make that work. <laughs> yep, you're gonna have to, to get some drugs. Um, so let's roll initiative. Uh, seven on initiative. Also, just as a heads up, I get disadvantage on attack rolls, because I'm quite drunk. <laughs> oh no, 20s. Yeah. So you're gonna, you're gonna misplay a little bit, I think. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna be playing, I'm not gonna be going first, but I would argue going second is better in a card game anyway. You get to see what you, your, your opponent is, uh, he's working with. Alright, so the Vidalkin's gonna open up with his first move, he's going to play... A War Llama, which is a little creature, um, which is going to do a little attack. But as you see, it will have later utility. So first move. Pew, pew. 11 and 14. Do either of those hit? Uh, Neither of those hits. All right. So the War Llama just runs over and tries to headbutt your uh, life points. And it does not affect affect them for now. Your turn. Does the War Llama actually say pew, pew? Yes. Uh, Okay. So... I am going to summon the uh uh the shotgun shogun. <laughs> Fuck, that's so good. <laughs> it's just like yeah. it's just someone in like a big old samurai guard like ornate samurai guard, but with a shotgun, cause cause why not? Mine was a play out Lana War, which is a Magic the Gathering thing. Yours is better though. Fuck. <laughs> and while while my creature is out, I'm gonna cast on them. Z- uh, what? How do I reflavor Zephyr Strike? Um, <laughs> ass- uh, assassin's Bolt. Let's go with Assassin's Bolt, and a big bolt of lightning comes down from the sky and supercharges the shotgun Shogun's shotgun. So uh, before the spell ends, I can give myself advantage on one weapon attack roll, which will be really useful with my having disadvantage on weapon attack rolls. Yep. Twenty three. Does that hit? Sure does. Real good. 10, 10 damage. 10 damage is an alright start. Yep, the shotgun Shogun shoots the uh, War Llama, who explodes into particle effects. These are, once again, that you play the card, and then, like, a magical illusory construct comes out, and they fight on the table. So, like, all around you, there are people doing yoga and, like, eating oatmeal or whatever, space alien oatmeal, <laughs> and you guys are having, like, a full-pitched um, Yu-Gi-Oh match over here. And it is now the Vidalkin's turn. He is going to play Quick Caster Mage, a little wizard man who resummons the War Llama. That's his ability. So yes. he's, he's going to attack you three times. Bam, 24, 21, 25. Holy shit. Okay, yeah, that, that, that do hit me three times. And that's why Quick Caster Mage is $80. <laughs> <laughs> 
I know the cards you mean. I feel like I shouldn't be cheering for the war llama, but I'm just imagining like a tiny llama in armor, and it's so cute. 26 damage as you are swarmed by llamas. Oh god, so many llamas. Uh, yeah, that's, that, that is, that is damage that I've taken, huh? Yeah, uh, of course, since uh. this is just a card game, this damage will not carry over to Liamoira after, although you are using your stats for the fight. Yeah, so I have an important question. Liamoira's max HP is halved right now. Is her in-game life point starting, no, you're- starting life points halved? <laughs> your drunkenness does not affect your, uh, your health in the game's rules. Okay, that's... Very useful information for me to know. Thank you. <laughs> all right, your turn. There's just llamas all over the table. They're kicking your drink over. <laughs> They're rooting through your wallet. I'm so happy right now. <laughs> okay, in that case, I'm going to do healing spirit so I can uh, restore up to 1d6 hit points to myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, because um, I'm taking a taking a beating. I need to deal with that. So you summon your little uh, St. Bernard next to your shotgun shogun, you're filling up the battlefield. Yeah. I I, I summon good boy. <laughs> the goodest boy. Uh, heal myself for six HP. That's, that's, that's a start. There actually is a new Magic the Gathering card, which is just a really loyal dog and his abilities. He sacrifices himself to protect you. It's very sad. No! Okay, and I'm going to do another shotgun shogun attack. 19? Hell yeah. Eight more damage. Yep, you, the shotgun shogun blows away the quick caster mage. He is destroyed, and now it's just Llama City. I want to go there. L- L- Llama City, Llama City, bitch. Um, <laughs> uh, the Vidalkin's going to play llama armor on all his llamas, and they get metal hats and little metal shields that they carry in their <laughs> mouths, and then they have little <laughs> they have little swords they carry with their tails. <laughs> Their tails aren't big enough, but that's so cute. This is adorable. Uh, 12, 12, 19. Only the 19 hits. W- one one hit. Yes. Oh, but they tried so hard. Eight damage. Okay, yeah, I, I can take that. Llamas, 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 llamas. This, is a guy, this guy looks absolutely ecstatic. This is the first time he's found anyone to play with, and he just has his llama tribal deck, which everyone told him <laughs> on the forums was useless, but he told them they'd rue the day. I, I'm now just really, I feel really bad about the fact that I'm going I'm to use his drugs so he's left with no drugs to keep himself entertained, have my moment of enlightenment, and then leave him with no one to play card games with. This is the worst thing I've ever done to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> For context, uh, she played a mass murderer last season. A little bit mass murder. Last season. If Frank was a real person, he would have gone to jail for life. Look, I love him. Yeah, he just... no, he's he's great, but like he did fry a lot of people. That's but, true. That's true. Wow. He didn't use. He, did kill he didn't people. use up the last of someone's drugs and then abandon them with no one to play cards. I was like, I, I thought you meant Veltari, who was also a mass murderer. <laughs> yeah, Laura, what's up with that? <laughs> Hey, I'm trying not to kill people this arc. I specifically got beanbag bullets. I mean, I feel like I'm the only person who's gone villain, though, so... All right. So, my my turn, my turn. Uh Okay, so I get my healing spirit again for some more... Hooray, four more health back, and I'm going to do another shotgun shogun blast. Uh, Nine. Does nine hit? Does not. I can't really deal with speed being reduced to zero right now, so I guess that attack doesn't hit. (laughs) It does not. I need to be able to walk downstairs. 
All right, it is Vidalkin's turn. He's going to play the the Llama's Anthem, an enchantment which makes all of his llamas magically stronger. Aww. Okay. What a fringe card. It just works on llamas. <laughs> yep. He really has a llama-based deck, huh? Yeah. Man, I'm going to question the holodeck designers at this point. Hey, if you're running a llama deck, there's no point not having it. It's a llama card. Why wouldn't you use and let's, it? Let's be honest. Game, you know, once you're into year 55, year 60, the ideas are just going to get really fragmented. <laughs> but also, llamas are adorable and great, and we shall not disparage them. All right. 15 damage. Uh... Y- yep, yep, that you did that. Yep. <laughs> how, how are you, Captain Melbeck? I, I got some points left. I got a few. I'm glad I did that healing spirit. Yep. All right. That, Captain Melbeck, it's your turn. Uh, uh, not many left, but I've uh, got a couple. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my, my good boy healed me another five health. <laughs> that is very useful. Uh, I'm going to do another of me bonus actions to cast Zephyr Strike again. Nice. And we're going to go for another Shotgun Shogun. So, 20. Oh my god, alright. As long as you roll more than two, you win this fight. Can you do it, Captain well, Melbeck? I, I, I do get what's my bonus again for Zephyr Strike. I get a bonus 1d8, so like, oh I'm doing two attack rolls. I should get more than two. <laughs> Okay, so the base damage is 11 plus... That's more than two. Yeah, but I want to know what the whole thing is. Uh, there's the two as my bonus. 13, <laughs> 13 damage done. It's not fair. They give all the good support to otters. Why can't they ever make any good llama cards? I didn't even use an otter deck. I was using a good boy and shotgun shogun combo. I mean, I feel this guy, though. He gave me a very odd combo of deck, but it works for me. No, he's just saying they don't give tribal supports fairly. They give it all in, in magic. They give it all to elves and goblins. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, you win. You you shoot his life points and all his llamas make what? What? Lauren, can you give me a, a little taste of what llamas sound like? I'm guessing. <laughs> but I feel like it's something like, ah, no, that's a person. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I was trying to do like a goat noise and I just really uh-huh. didn't get into it, I guess. You did a Lauren noise. A Any Lauren. sound Lauren makes is a Lauren noise. That is true. But like, I feel like it's kind of like a goat noise, like a meh, you know? Mm hmm. So they all make that noise and uh, <laughs> the hologram. But like sadder, right? Meh. Oh, they're sad. Yeah, because they just lost. Uh, the holograms fade away and Captain Melbeck, you won the holodeck and you also won a baggie of drugs. Hooray. Thank- <laughs> Look, thank you very much. I, If I ever see you again, I would love to have a rematch. I, My whole deal is making friends with people. Look out for the name Captain Melbeck if you ever happen to be in a place where you might be able to find me. I'm the conduit of entertainment, man. I'm hoping to get to the bottom and then I'm just not going to need anything ever again. You, f- you feel me? Yeah, I get you. Well, if I get downstairs, which I'm hoping these drugs will get me, I'll see you down there. <laughs> <laughs> Our show is extremely good. Um, I'll see you down there for another game. Drake, uh, you finish uh, fighting Righteousness to a standstill. He can't move you. You refuse to finish him off. Um, he has a, you know, he's a pretty good fighter. He can hit you with the front half, switch to the back half to defend, but he just can't take you down. Um, do you want to say or do anything, or are you just going to hold your ground, arms crossed? Yeah, yeah, no, he's just going to, he's just really, like, <laughs> he, 
it, it's so funny to me. It, 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 the whole thing's just very, very funny to me. But yes, he's just going to stand there with his arms crossed. I do love it. However, uh, this fight has drawn a lot of attention, including uh, some attention from Elizabeth Bohr, the Kuatoa. As you'll recall, she is a sand tiger shark, mouth full of nightmares. Oh, yeah. And she kind of walks into this area we're having a fight, eyeing you from the outside of the crowd. Um, Do you recognize her? I don't know if you ever saw her up close. I don't think so. I know Captain Melbeck, you talked to her for a while, so you recognize her voice. And I know, Sasha, you talked to her on the view screen because you wanted to taunt her specifically. Oh, I talked some shit. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Um, but I guess, Dreg, we're gonna definitely going to get comments if we're wrong about this. But I'll say you don't recognize her if you're comfortable with that. That's fine. Yeah. So this person's standing at the edge of the um, of this kind of crowd who's gathered to watch the fight. She's wearing a T-shirt which says... Uh, Sharko Origins colon Revelations. Yes. It's all <laughs> canon now. <laughs> um, and on her hip, uh, where some people might have a gun, she has a conch shell, which you know can be played as a bard instrument. And she kind of smiles a tooth through grin and just watches from the outside of uh, this circle. And as you and Righteousness are kind of tussling, you having the upper hand, um, she uses her conduit of peace to take away your ability to defend yourself. And righteousness uh, is going to be able to attack you without your AC. What a scrub. Drag takes nine damage as righteousness sucker punches you and you s- suddenly find yourself unable to defend yourself. You don't, you're, maybe you're not even sure why without a perception check. But it's clear to the audience that's because the conduit of peace prevents you from fighting back. He takes the hit. Turns his head back and wipes his lip to see if there's blood. Is there blood? He's made out of graphene. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There'd be blood. And he crosses his arms. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Righteousness says, commendable dedication, focus, however, inconvenient for comrades. Please break. From meditation? So Dreg's sort of, it is sort of scanning the crowd because he's looking for another watcher to take him downstairs. That's all this is for him. Like, he, his thought process is, well, it worked last time. I'm now going to escalate it. Yeah, 100% reasonable to jump there. Yeah. Right, so he is. So that's that's what he's, he's put himself in a position where he's forced to escalate. It's now a challenge to him to remain in his state of obstinance. Uh, it's, but he's really looking for someone to give him an out, and he's just not seeing one. So, he's... <laughs> but he'll... no one's ever gonna get to pee again. <laughs> uh, sorry, but we got to go back to the battlefield of the Illithid War where Dr. Olivia Adler is trudging through the mud and the blood uh, in search of who exactly? Cassius. A reasonable thing to do. Perception check? Uh, oh, well, hey, <laughs> I don't have that. Uh, Shouldn't have abandoned me. Never mind, I got an 18. 
Oh, you sure did. Uh, so you scan the battlefield and you see that uh, in addition to the dog fighting up in the sky between the arrow wings and the nautiloids, there is ground fighting between illithid troopers who are uh, equipped with psionic weapons. Basically, they have like a uh, laser. This is an action. <laughs> this sounds like something I'm making up. This is re- this is a real canon D&D stuff. They have basically like lightsabers made out of psy- psychic energy. <laughs> um, God, they're so corny. I have a great uh, illustration of one holding a laser gun from an old book. I'll see if I still have that. Anyway, um, so they're fighting with like laser weapons and the Earth forces are fighting with more conventional um, kind of guns uh, machine guns and so forth uh, here it is i'm going to upload this picture to the roll 20 this this has completely changed my mental picture of this season of, of Dice yeah Funk. i like his shoulder pads look at that i i didn't realize it was quite so 80s and the thigh belt the thigh pouch yeah 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 this picture is from a book from 1980 it's called expedition to the barriers to the barrier peaks and in it uh, a group of D adventurers which is like you know, sword and shield guys, medieval people come across a downed flying saucer <laughs> and they enter it and they find illithids with laser weapons. This is all it been in D&D since 1980. So sometimes it feels like, like, oh, my God, Austin has absolutely mangled this poor game that I love about elves or whatever. But it's like, nah, dog, Gary Gygax was on this shit from the beginning. <laughs> um, so that's what you see. Uh, you rolled an 18. Um, so you do not see Cassius yet. However, you do see a battalion of aquatic, uh, soldiers, merfolk and Kuatoa mostly, and they see you and, uh, some of them come over to you. They're all wearing like heavy mil- military gear and they say, are you a medic? Yes. <laughs> so is that, is that your delivery here? Are you like shell shocked? What's going on with you? I'm more annoyed than anything because I'm trying to find somebody, but mm-hmm. my nature won't allow me to not just be like, fuck you, illusion people, burn. Um, they say, we need your help over here. There was an entire battalion that was just slaughtered, wiped out, but we got a couple survivors. We don't have any more medics. Can you help us? Lead the way. Um, so you're taken over to a ramshackle medical tent. Uh, there, it's just an absolute horror show in here. Civil war style, just severed limbs and bloody rags and not enough equipment. And you see that there were, there's a whole platoon of Kuatoa that were wiped out. What few survivors are left are hanging on by threads. Do you want to roll medicine? 23. Holy shit. Doctor, tell me what you do. I'm going to start patching those people up, but I want it to be known. That although this scene is like grisly and horrifying and everything like that, uh, Olivia is moving through it extremely casually. Like she's not playing. Like if this were a play, she'd be the one person who's not like playing into it at all. Like she doesn't act like this is traumatic. She doesn't act like there are horrors going on around her. Everything is almost done very clinically and without passion. Like, it's sort of just like, oh, my God, my leg, my leg. And she's just like, your leg's fine. And then she moves on to the next person. <sighs> um, all right. So you're in this medical tent. You're fixing up people. Is there anything you want to ask these people? I gave them two for your 18. So uh, I'm going to ask them. Does anyone here know of Cassius Pyre? The colonel? Yeah. He went over to take the hill with the, uh, the down nautiloid that crashed on it. Apparently, there's a lot of... Uh, Equipment in there we could use. Point me in the direction, please. 
uh, reluctantly, the Kuatoa does. It seems like he looks at you in your frail bones and metal leg and doesn't think it's a good idea, but he points. I'm headed that direction. Uh, Sasha, you and Mothman, and I guess your son around your neck. Um, Objective is, yes. You find yourself on the same bloody battlefield. Uh, you don't. You hear the explosions and the machine gun fire. You see the dogfights overhead. You do not see Olivia. What do you do? First, hey, Objectivist, how you doing in there? It is me. I am very worried and sad and upset. Please help. Get us out of here. Yeah, we got to find Olivia, and then we're going to do my puzzle, and then I'll, we're going to get out. I'll bite him. Okay. Um, What happens if I goggle it? Yeah, you put the goggles down over your eyes, and you see in front of you a... Imperial Eagle Aarakocra, which is the kind that Cassius is. There he be. He has one graphene prosthetic wing, and he is wearing a military uniform. You notice he's not wearing the necklace of grizzly trophies he was last time you met him? Uh-huh. But he is holding a still-beating heart. Hmm. Okay, so, okay. Well, uh, it's right in front of me, or it's, like, in the distance? So when you put the goggles on, he's just standing in front of you. It's like a jump scare. And you just, like, quickly take them off. At which point you catch a glimpse of yourself in, like, a puddle in the mud. And you see you have burst a blood vessel in your eye, which is now red. Oh, no. Hey, hon, you doing okay? It's me, Mothman. <clears throat> Still here. Hey, hey Moth. Hey, Mothman. Uh, what do you know about this place? Know anything about this? This is somebody else's godly realm. It seems like... Uh, it's pretty shitty. It's a weird thing to ask for, but I don't know. I don't judge, man. Oh, boy. I think I know who's here, and I think I know what's happening. I'm on a girl survival to track Olivia. I rolled a 19. Yeah, I think you probably see heavy fighting on a hill in the distance, and you hear people screaming for medics. And I think that's all you need to know, because you know Olivia, and you know she will sacrifice a leg for one person. Yes. So. I'm going. Uh, I think I'll put my hood up to try and be blend in, because I feel like it's dark and shit. Uh, so you start running towards the hill, and I think you and Olivia probably approach it at, fuck, I should have taken geometry more seriously. Like, you're, you're approaching it at angles that will eventually intersect. Like those stupid fucking train problems that I never understood. Yeah, you're leaving the you're leaving Detroit going 120. She's leaving Chicago going 140. None of this makes sense. I hate it. Yeah, you guys are. I think maybe you catch you see each other across the muddy battlefield. Um, at which point there's an explosion. Uh, roll dexterity saving throw. Uh, fifteen. All right, so like a mortar shell lands near you, and you just quickly uh flap backwards out of the way, and you were not damaged. Fifteen succeeds. Um, however, uh, coming down the hill. There is a troop of three adult illithids, the classic mind flare uh, with uh, a humanoid body, bluish skin, uh, face, which has four tentacles on it. They're wearing kind of sleek, almost gothic armor. It's not even like space uh, armor, right? It's like they came out of like Bram Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they uh, are carrying, like, psionic swords, like, purple, green, black energy swords. And they Did ha- they see me? Oh, yeah. They're coming at you and Olivia. 
bold moves, bold moves. I'm going to... Can I let this fly? I don't think so. I'm going to try and pick up Olivia and fly away with her. Oh, okay. Uh, Dr. Adler, uh, Sasha flies towards you and tries to grab you. Uh, I'm going to use my biotic push to basically push her aside. Come on, man. All right. Uh, Sasha, do you want to make a... Um... I guess I'm just gonna like hover in case they try to kill her. Yeah, they the three illithids run down the hill, swords waving, and they come towards you and Doctor Adler. You try to extract her; she pushes you away. Uh, roll initiative. A lot of combat in this episode. Uh, I want to before it happens. I want to roll an intimidation check. All right. I want to just give them a look in my eyes that says, "You absolutely do not want to get involved with this right now." <laughs> crit 22 <laughs> <laughs> all right D- okay so okay <laughs> i know you were very clear and specific but i know there is someone out there who's like listen i read every lore book on illithids they're not going to be intimidated by a one-legged merfolk and <laughs> is there anything you do to accentuate it because they outnumber you and each of them i'm giving them that anime character look that says, fuck off, my bro, or are you going to catch some hands? Yeah, Sa- Sasha, see, Sasha's picking up what you're putting down. I'm going to use prestidigitation to make an explosion behind Olivia. But, like, just for fun, not, like, an actual explosion. I think the three illithids, instead of just charging over and cutting you down where you stand, uh, begin fanning out around you, like circling you, probing with uh, detect thoughts to see what your deal is. And one of them says, flee from this place if you want to live. Okay, dope. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) No. Chris. Chris. One of them says, why do you wish to die here? There's someone I need to see. As you say that, Mm. the illithid you are talking to explodes uh, in a shower of gore, obliterated as as sure as if they had swallowed a lit stick of dynamite, reduced to red mist and chewy chunks. And standing where that illithid once stood... That guy that I hate. Colonel... Cassius Pyre. I hate that guy so much. Can I roll insight to see if it's the real one? I would. I bet it is, and I really hope not, because I hate that guy. I rolled a 15. Yeah, that's good enough, because he has a graphene wing, which he would not have had if this was just an illusion of him fighting in the war, because he did not lose it until later. Uh, smeared with gore um, just like actually covered in entrails is this a horror season now this man could not be any bloodier he he wasn't there and then he was and he was in the spot someone else was and that person exploded and Cassius Pyre who is covered head to toe in blood says Lilith I am going to cast uh Leomon's tiny hut mm-hmm. so it will create a barrier around Cassius and myself all right so read Leomon's tiny hut to the audience oh, I love the hut 
10 foot radius immobile dome of force springs into existence. In this case, it's, it's, um, Olivia's like biotic powers essentially. And, uh, creatures and objects within the dome, when we cast it, can move through it freely, but all other creatures and objects are barred from passing through it. Uh, spells and other magical effects can't extend through the dome or be cast through it. All right, so using your biotic powers, Olivia, you summon an unbreakable psychic dome 10 feet around you. I think you capture Cassius and one of the other illithids, um, and that illithid raises his sword and runs at you before he also explodes into gibbs on the spot just spraying viscera all inside your poor hut and cassius is now standing where that guy was reliving your glory days not mine really you didn't get a medal after this one two yet i do not yearn for these glories uh so i guess can i roll an insight uh, do I think this is him saying that this isn't his godly domain? You should roll that. <laughs> uh, 22. You 100% know for a fact that he is telling the truth. This is not his. Who else is here? My comrade. Elizabeth. She lost everything. And only finds peace in killing her enemies. So what's your godly domain then? Freedom! Oh, I would have assumed it involved stomping on babies' heads or something. <laughs> Outside the hut, uh, Sasha, you are uh, cut off from Dr. Adler and Cassius, but there's still one illithid left standing. He is befuddled and turns to you, blade raised. Ah, uh, honestly, I just kind of want to dip. Uh-huh. Um, but I have to do something before I dip, and I feel like he'll stab me before I do my thing, so... You're always talking about how much you love your spooky powers. Uh, oh, I was going to be nice and just be like, hey, don't don't stab me. I have a baby on board. Roll persuasion. 21. All right. So you, you just pull the necklace out. And you say baby on board. <laughs> Basically. It is me. I am the baby adult man. Uh, hey, uh, I'm I'm cool. I'm not part of this battle. We're just uh, too... You know, I'm, I'm I'm cool. I'm cool. Don't don't stab me, dude. You got a twenty-one. So if this was a real flesh and blood illithid with like an interior life and like a family, like like years of experience and training, I'm sure he would question that. Yeah, but as a product of compassion's godly realm powers, I think that's enough for this guy, and he runs off to fight more ghostly soldiers in this never-ending conflict. Mental high five to my son. Uh, conjured from Elizabeth's trauma. So you are left uh, standing outside Liam's tiny hut with uh, Mothman and Objectivist. What do you do? All right, I'm going to get out a piece of parchment or some shit. Some, I have writing utensils in my pack and a notebook. Uh, so I'm going to get a piece of paper out and I'm going to cast Illusory Script. Uh, so basically what that is, I'm going to leave a note outside the hut, message it, direct it to Olivia so only Olivia can read it. To everybody else, it looks like gibberish. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's going to say, hey, uh, didn't want to get murdered. <laughs> I'm going into the cryptid woods to solve my scavenger hunt and look for subjectivists. TTYL. Guess I don't know what you're doing, so good luck. All right, so you leave a note for Dr. Adler and Dip? 
Yeah, I mean, I tried to help a lot, and I just Chris hates me, so I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Mothman says, "I'll carry you. It's good for my traps." <sighs> okay, I mean, I know it's fake, but I'm still going to enjoy the ride. Or is it delts? <sighs> I don't know. Muscles don't care. They're all muscles. <laughs> yeah. Also, Ma- Mothman, according to legend, can keep up with a car without flapping. So he real fast. He's extremely fast. Yeah, he just scoops you up and zooms away from the battlefield. Um, Captain Melbeck. Yes, I'm here. Um, is is drug time? Yeah. What do, what what do they look like? First of all, uh, I gotta come up with with fictional space drugs now, don't I? Um, isn't it fun? Yeah, it is fun. So, I. Here's the thing, like going going for stuff that's like like pills and things. That's that's boring. We're in space. I think it's some kind of like weird elaborate space plant like goo. Like we're, we're maybe not like <laughs> the the equivalent of like a mushroom or something, but it's blue and it has things that look like spikes but are like actually quite soft. Oh, just this weird sort of blue like a hedgehog fungus thing. It's, <laughs> it's a it's a it's a it's a Sonic the Hedgehog mushroom. <laughs> I didn't mean because it was blue. I meant because they're soft. But also, I'm, I'm gonna pop some Sonic the Hedgehogs. <laughs> there you go. It's this this space drug is now called Sonic. Now I'm gonna pop some Sonic. Oops. Got a shroom fast. Oh boy. <laughs> Got a Got a trip fast. Got, got, got to have meaningful revelations about the universe fast. It really is like DMT. Oh my god. Do you want to uh, narrate? Paint us a picture of your psychedelic experience up until the point where I jump in and tell you the information you're looking for. Just like paint us a word picture. I, I think that it starts off entirely unrelated to what Liam Moira is trying to think about. It's it's sort of. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, is anything happening? Maybe, maybe I'm having better. Maybe I'm having better thoughts about about the universe. Maybe I'm making revelations. Oh shit! There's there's rainbow lines everywhere. Rainbows, rainbows, because rainbows are always a thing. They're all at weird intersecting angles, overlapping with each other. Suddenly, it's like all intermingled cogs connecting to each other. It's it's all just a very strange landscape. I think she's maybe looking through the infinity of uh, of mirrors back and forth on each other. If any of you have watched The Good Place, she sees the time knife. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I do enjoy. <laughs> I, I think it's just like a series of abstract things that are nothing to do with what she wants to be thinking about. She's just having a go for the ride. <laughs> all right, so you see all these rainbows, and they're connecting all these individual fragments that you had pulled together with your 20 on the insight roll, and finally clicking them together. I think you see the vastness of the universe, and it is so impossibly huge that it is impossible to contain an awaking mind that isn't psychedelically enhanced. A mind that isn't making new weird connections in ways brains don't normally do. Absolutely. The, the, the actual galaxy is essentially, as far as many people think, infinite. That's how big it is. Mm. The chances of running into something else are so low that statistically they may as well be impossible. Like the, the closest thing you can compare it to is like, let's say you've lived in a city your whole life. Mm. There, there are people who live there that you know, and you've never run into them mm. in your time. You know they live there, and so do you, but you don't run into them because cities are big. Yeah. That's one city. Imagine the universe. The chances of running into another person are indistinguishable from zero. And yet we do it regularly. <laughs> 
in your mushroom haze, in your Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> mushroom haze, <laughs> I think you begin to realize it's not a coincidence. What are the chances that Dreg was assigned a mission to take down his brothers? What are the chances that Sasha, the cryptozoology expert, ran into the Loch Ness monster and received goggles from what appeared to be the Mothman? What are the chances that Dr. Adler was assigned to stop Invicta from stealing some animals and ran into Cassius Pyre? Oh, boy. Her captor. Yeah. I mean, you don't know this in character now. What are the chances of her running into him again? Hmm. If, if if running into someone in that you know lives in the same city as you is so unlikely, what are the chances that in the infinite vastness of space, these coincidences would keep happening? Oh my god, she's, she's about to discover the existence of the DM. <laughs> am, am I having such... A trip that I'm I'm realizing the the fact that I'm in D D is that what's happening? Have I broken the fourth wall? Is it co- is coincidence the form? <laughs> is is it like fate or something? Coincidence and fate aren't the right ones, but they're so close mm. that it feels like I'm being difficult when I say no. <laughs> like you're gonna be like, I I basically said that. Why are you being like this? Is it the form of meat cute? Is it density? Uh, is it the form of destiny? Fortune? No. Chance? Do you guys want to keep guessing? We can. I I'll maybe stick with it for a minute. Yeah, this is gonna be fun. I think I think Skitch guessed correctly in season three. Hmm. Also, somebody in the Discord guessed Cassius's conduit in like episode ten or something. <laughs> wow. They really put the clues together. They're out there. I mean, if you're if you're digging through the audio second by second, you can find the clues. But it's not magnetism. That was me in season three. Conduit of Austin. God, he got it. No. <laughs> Serendipity. I'm just looking at synonyms. <laughs> Closure. No, I just I just found the person on the Discord who guessed Cassius's uh, conduit. That's Dante, who guessed it on December 23rd. <laughs> I, I think I'm out of guesses. I, I can see the ballpark we're in. Yeah. Tell me! The form that is currently intersecting with the physical universe is synchronicity. Okay, yeah. Oh, fuck. I'm, I'm now liking... If, if, if we scroll back to before we were guessing this, my descriptions of things that were being seen in the in the drug haze, there were, there were interconnected cogs, and I like that for synchronicity. Huzzah. Yeah, and I mean, earlier you someone said coincidences, and like literally, I'm reading now from the Wikipedia page, first introduced by analytical psychologist Carl Jung, which holds that events are meaningful coincidences if they occur yeah. with no causal relationship, yet seem meaningfully related. So, I mean, your answer was in the definition, you're yeah. not wrong. Yeah, yeah. I, I hadn't seen the bigger picture without... without austin the drug voice <laughs> that's yeah austin is now the, vo- the voice in my head when i do drugs now there we go <laughs> i feel like you need to include a police uh remix now that's the uh fourth wall break is uh, in the television show i make a cameo as the person who explains it to you in the drug <laughs> haze uh so synchronicity uh events which are relate which have meaningful relations without a causal connection so nothing caused dr adler to run into cassius and yet 
there is a meaningful relationship yeah. there. Things which cannot be explained explained by probability. They are simply statistically impossible given the size of space. In fact, uh, writing any science fiction is essentially impossible without hand-waving this away. Um, I recently watched the Star Wars f- film Solo, mm. in which Han Solo runs away from one planet and then meets his girlfriend on another one. <laughs> It's absolutely impossible. And the way that Star Wars gets around that is saying, oh, the Force did it. The Force drew them together. And that's fine. In the universe, synchronicity itself plays that role. So you realize in next season, when we don't have the form of synchronicity intersecting with the world, you now have to not have any any of these kind of fortuitous yeah. events. This just this just proves Austin's a nut. <laughs> so there's this whole campaign around an album by the police. I know, that's what I was saying the whole time! <laughs> Spoiler alert, next season is not space, so we don't need this massive excuse, because a, re- a, realist- <laughs> okay. a realistic space season would be you guys fly from inert rock to inert rock taking soil samples, and then nothing else happens. Eating MREs and crying. We, we would make it fun. <laughs> to quote Modest Mouse, space travel is boring. Um, so that's what you discover, Captain Melbeck. Huzzah! I've had I, I've had an epiphany. Thank you, drugs. <laughs> if you learn one thing from Dice Funk. Every season it really is just do drugs, huh? Yeah, do drugs. They're a great, like, disc defa- defrag for your brain. Right time, right place. Good job, Laura. We've done it. <laughs> it's called college. <laughs> Dreg, uh, righteousness punches you again. You take six damage. And okay. you're starting to get worn down. Uh, as Elizabeth Bohr, Conduit of Peace, gives Righteousness a backup that neither of you are aware of. And he now you're getting wailed on. And eventually he will knock you out okay. and drag your body away. Um, still waiting. Still looking. <laughs> uh, Captain Melbeck, if you want to stumble into this scene on mushrooms, you are absolutely invited to. Oh, oh, oh hello, drag. Um, uh, alright, Dregs, upon seeing her, is immediately going to make a perception check. Where the fuck did roll 20 go? Uh, oh, there we go. <laughs> alright. It always deserts uh, you when you need it most. Uh, crit. Hell yeah. Is she fucked up? She looks fucked up. <laughs> yeah, you know 100% that she's on hallucinogens. Narc! I, 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 is it, is it just me, or are you looking even more drag than normal? <laughs> because you, you seem to be just the most drag. Maximum jaggery. He takes the deepest sigh. At this point, Righteousness, with his front-facing part, is wailing on Dragon with his back part. He's talking to Captain Melbeck. This is perfectly what he was designed for. <laughs> he, he's like... Hello, how goes meditation? <laughs> like half the behind him, he's still fighting, but he's also carrying on a conversation with you. It's it's gone amazingly. I think I've had a breakthrough. I'm pretty certain that I know how to progress down to the next level. Happy for you. Punch, punch, punch. <laughs> Thank you. I I saw the bigger picture. It's a good day. <laughs> This is a very good day. Drag walks, just gets up, <laughs> walks out of the crowd. 
in the direction of Melbeck. Okay, there is an immediate stampede, uh, a Mufasa style, into the bathroom. God, is it like that one, like Rolling Stones concert? Yeah, the Hell's Angels one. Jack, yeah. do you mind if we have a sit down for a minute? I've, I've we should sit I've down. Had so many amazing. You need I've had water. some amazing revelations. <laughs> uh, my brain, my brain is just open for the first time, Drek. I'm sure. No, no, no. This isn't. This isn't like like. This isn't what it sounds like. I actually, my brain is actually open, and I saw the universe, and I understand what's happening and how we progress. And now we get water. <laughs> Thank you. I forgot that I'm supposed to drink water. I get a bit dehydrated. All right. So Dragon Captain Melbeck go to the kitchen to get some water. I, I'm. I'm very excited for the inevitable scene that has to happen where Captain Melbeck explains what what she worked out because there's no way to explain. Um, I worked out that everything in the universe is connected, but it's not like causing itself to happen. It's just like happening and it happens to intersect. And like, if it didn't, the universe just like wouldn't work. We'd never find anyone, but it's all interconnected, but it's not. <laughs> There's no way to say that without sounding high. Yeah, Jerry's like, yes, I've taken drugs before. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 that's, that's very literally the answer to get through to get downstairs. Yeah, and like, what if we're a molecule on the fingernail of, yeah, I've no, seen it. It's, it's the, like, you, you see the universe and you expand further and further out and then you're actually in the eye of a creature and you expand back out to the universe level again. Like, it's that. You're on the cat's collar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Adler, you are trapped in a tiny hut with the man who kidnapped you and ruined your life. He's covered in two hum- two aliens worth of blood and guts. Cool. Uh, I think he steps forward and tries to touch your face. Uh, I'm going to uh, kind of like uh, make my mage hand with bottom power and just kind of grab it at the wrist. Mm hmm. And I'm just staring at him. Lilith, why do you run? I am intentionally not saying anything. I'm trying to free you. Uh, Olivia's going to kind of look around and she's going to say, seems like you're a little stuck yourself right now, though. Not at all. I can leave at any time. How is that? I'll tell you. But first, you must give me something in return. No, go on with it. You're the one who makes his career talking to people. <laughs> so you have he has like his bloody, just like sticky hand inches from your face. You're grabbing it with his mage hand and he just kind of pulls it back and uh, flicks some blood on the ground. And he says, Elizabeth has gone ahead to kill the Illithid. She does not need me. Wish to spend more time in my realm where I can explore every choice I've made, every branching point. And what does that need from me? He kneels down, picks up one of the psionic blades that the 
the illithid had on him, and he hands it to you, handle first. Have you changed your mind? You know the answer to that. I will take the blade, though. <laughs> he looks genuinely sad, because, I mean, the way he positions it, he, he holds it handle first to you, and, like, blade to his own throat. And you just kind of take it and hold it at your side. He's, he seems, like, genuinely sad and upset that you didn't cut his throat. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint yet again. <laughs> Mood. Every day. For all those years, you disappoint me. But one day, you will be free. And it will all be worth it. Do I feel like I can use my conduit here? Yeah. Okay. That's more relevant to the fact that I know he can use his conduit. Yes. I mean, for the audience, because I think Olivia knows all this, but here's some subtext. Cassius is the conduit of freedom. He can go where he wants, when he wants. And if someone is there, when he gets there, well, that's unfortunate for them. Um, I want to ask him. So I, 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 his thing was that he wanted something from me. And the thing was to find out whether or not I changed my mind. I haven't. Yeah, he was curious about that, but he is genuinely saying, "Do you have anything to trade?" Do you? Have, he wants to. He wants you to freely give information, and he will freely give it back. This is a trade. Yeah, I don't know how much I want to do this like subtextual. I feel like if we, this was like once again like the HBO show, there'd be some flashbacks to every morning you wake up in the Invicta compound on Drift Park. He sits down by your bedside, hands you a gun, and puts it to his head and tries to get you to kill him. To prove that you would. And you refuse to. And so he doesn't let you go. And that's what he says every day. You can go. Just one life for one life. And you won't do it. That's what he always says to you. And this is this kind of same thing. If you wanted to get out, he'll tell you how. But what do you have to trade? You won't give him what he wants. What do I have to trade? One more bit of context while you're thinking. Um, I'm not sure if this was clear. But Invicta is here to kill subjectivists. Uh, does anybody know why? Because they suck. True. More specifically, however. Uh, my, my guess is it would be like a, a propaganda thing of, look, we, we, did, we did this thing. Well, he also has the potential to be an elder brain, right? Yeah, it's, it's we took out a potential future elder brain. Well, remember, the idea is that subjectivists would be working for Earth. He'd be a great asset to oh, Earth. Oh, yeah. Mm. Against the but illithids. They but they don't want that. Why? They, because they want to keep fighting. Bingo. Yeah, conflict is good for them. They don't do well in a time of peace. Subjectivists could end fighting between yeah between illithids and non-illithids forever, and then well, Invicta would just be a weird bunch of angry veterans and not an important part of... Sa saving everyone. That's why I yeeted on out of there. If only we'd known, we should have maybe prioritized this. <laughs> oh, you've discovered that this is the downside of you taking this mission last, is yeah, that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone else infiltrated the cult ahead of you. Yep. Does it count for anything that I've, like, super quickly gotten through this facility? Does that help? Like, I, like, like nailed it? <laughs> you've been doing extremely well. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the chase is really on. It's... Yeah. <laughs> I feel lost, but you know. 
Mothman's here, so. I, I want to say to Cassius, mm-hmm. I want to see your domain. Ooh. Yeah. He, he raises a hand as if to say, I'll lead the way. Do you lower the hut? Yeah, I mean, he could technically leave it in it whenever he wants. It was more to keep Sasha from going in. Okay. Once again, he kind of tries to take your arm like a, like a father leading a daughter. Do you let him touch you? Absolutely not. I, I, one thing I am quietly wondering to myself, and it's why I'm very glad that you're keeping him in here and busy, is surely he could just g- be downstairs in that bottom floor. Yeah, I want to establish that Cassius's teleportation range, because that's what he does. His power is just, his power is teleportation. It's just that um, he mostly uses it to telefrag people. Telefrag yeah. is a kind of term from like old first person shooters where you could teleport into someone and they would explode as if hit by a frag grenade. Yeah. He mostly uses it to telefrag people instead of just moving. And he he deliberately keeps his range secret. Yeah. Like he tries not to use it. Anybody who sees it dies, basically. Okay. Um. So nobody in or out of universe besides me right now knows how far he can teleport that explains it because i i wasn't clear that this was like you've, you've described it here as teleportation i was imagining it as its own separate like just teleport be play and like yeah conduit make you be place power or something yeah on paper it's not even a very good ability he can just teleport but it's just the fact that he gets priority of where who gets to be in a space is what makes it especially deadly yeah um so cassius leads you back the way you came dr eiler back to the ship crash which was his domain the whole time the entire beach was or just the ship just the just the ship the the site of the crash and you see that it has changed it is uh this specific part takes the form of different parts of his life he wants to relive all the choices he's made because he savors the free will he had to choose different things so at the point when he crashed his ship he could have made a different choice where he to where he crashed how he commanded the ship as colonel um, whether or not maybe he put himself out of his own misery, but he chose he he everything he chose led to that point where he met you, and he was reliving it. Hmm. And as you get back, you see that actually the scene has changed, and this time you see uh, it's your mentor, Doctor Tenma, on the ground, shot in the gut. The way this played out was once Cassius was well enough to stand, he shot the doctor who saved him. After learning about your your strict moral code and how you don't kill people and how you think you're so morally upright and all the things that he despises, he shot your mentor in the stomach and gave you a choice. He'd let you heal him because a gut shot is extraordinarily painful but survivable with medical attention. But in order to do that, you would have to shoot Cassius. And this is the first time he did the thing where he handed you the gun and pointed it at his head. And said, you can give medical attention. All it costs is one bullet. And you wouldn't do it. So Dr. Tenma died writhing in agony on the ground. And then he kidnapped you. And so that's you're back in that moment. And he's reliving what he did to you. I don't know about you guys, but I think he might be the villain. What do you think? Might be a bad guy. Uh, Chris wrote him. You never know. He could turn out to be good. <laughs> I gave you a vague description. You sure did, bud. So, 
I'm going to say to him that I always wondered why it was you shot him in the stomach. It takes so long to die. More time for you to change your mind. Did you enjoy it? He actually thinks long and hard about this. He 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 takes this deadly serious, as if like you were two friends having a, a discussion about something, and not a kidnapper and his victim. <laughs> and he seems a little upset, and he says, "Yes." Why do you think that is? <laughs> Choosing is the only thing. It's the only thing that matters. He looks like he's on the verge of tears. Why do you feel that way? What else is there? Were you ever confronted with a very big choice, maybe as a child? Are you trying to psychoanalyze me, (laughs) doctor? I'm going to, like, write on an imaginary clipboard, patient is being (laughs) difficult. (laughs) I think the scene cuts to Mothman putting you down in the forest, Sasha. Uh, Don't put me down in the forest. I'm flying. Okay. (laughs) First of all, I'm casting non-detection just in case. Uh Uh-huh. In case the cryptids uh, see by magic. Uh Uh-huh. And then I'm going to fly because them troops... Uh, Chupa Chups. Chupa Chups, which is a candy I learned. Yeah. Yeah. I think the scene starts with like a cut directly to the gun in your waistband, which was the weapon that Cassius used to shoot Dr. Tenma, in which Cassius carries around. He carries the real version. You have the- the, I have the fake one. Yeah. You have the Compassion Realm version, but it's the same weapon. It's a very important weapon to- If I shoot him with his own gun. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're thinking like a writer. (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna shoot it with his own gun. Turn around, skirt, skirt. No. <laughs> okay, roll me survival. I guess if you were gonna look around this forest. I do love to look around a forest. Uh huh. How many fat raccoons do I see? Seven. None. <laughs> None. <laughs> no. No. Raccoons. You see one squirrel, and he's skinny. Feed him. <laughs> um. So you're flying around looking through this forest. Um. You cast non-detection, so you aren't sworn by chupacabras. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do? You want to, do you want to say anything to Mothman or Objectivus? Objectivus, can you sense your brother at all? I think we said this before. You couldn't because of the isolation thing, right? Yes, that is his whole thing. That's a bomber, man. Uh, so that was the real Cassius back there. I don't like him. He seems bad. Knowing what I know about that f- motherfucker. Um, he's probably here to kill either you or your brother. I don't think he knows about you, so probably your brother. Let's kill him first! It's really tempting, but I feel like Olivia would get really mad, and I'm trying to be good. Also, he can teleport inside of us! Inside of us? Yes, that's literally what he did to the elephants you saw. Oh, I misunderstood what was happening there. Oh, buddy. Well, that's why we're here in this forest, and Olivia can deal with that. I tried to help. <laughs> don't think he's gonna kill her so uh-huh um but here's what i need from you buddy apparently this is a puzzle 
And I call you a baby because you're small in stature, but uh-huh. I know you got a big, smart brain. I might need your help. I would love to use my brain. Mothman, I have a feeling you don't have much of a brain because you're fake. <laughs> <laughs> and a meathead. <laughs> Man, I hate fake friends. Yeah, that's what I thought. Is um, clout shit funny, though? <sighs> so beautiful, but so dumb. Uh, so I... I'm going to do investigation to look for clues. Uh-huh. And I rolled a 17. That's really good. Um, so you begin looking for clues in the forest. Um, Lauren, tell me what in your godly realm the conspiracy afoot in the forest would be. What government shenanigans are going down in this dark forest? I should have been prepared for this. I haven't seen many birds since the government shut down. Did you guys <gasps> notice that? <laughs> I did not notice that. Actually, I saw two real big. Uh, I've seen a lot of birds. Goose or swans? The other yeah, because now the now the government's not shut no, down anymore. It was it was during the shutdown. To be fair, I was in a nature preserve, but no, I'm just thinking. I was in the bird room. You haven't seen any. The birds were outside. It's just a room where you could watch the birds, and by the birds, I mean a couple birds and mostly the squirrels steal their food, but. Anyways, fat squirrels. They're great. Think about it. Uh, So I like to think that the conspiracy in this forest is that all trees are secretly people. And they're all watching us. It's like the trees are big brother. Uh Uh-huh. So, oh no, I'm fucking myself over so hard. You really are. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to grab you with my tree people, you goofer. Yeah, but I feel like that makes it fun. Okay. The secret, I mean, go- the secret government trees grab you. <laughs> well, I don't get the dexterity saving throw. Of course. Yeah. I have a plus six. I'm uh-huh. proficient in that. Well, trees aren't very dexterous, so. No, they can suck it. Eight. Twenty. All right, you slip out of the grasp of the, the government trees, which are trying to grab you. Uh, <laughs> government tree sounds like a really good band name it is really good uh, Mothman leaps to your defense and just starts punching trees with his big muscles that's really hot I'm gonna take a mental snapshot <laughs> <laughs> Sasha hey, does that she does like a fake camera motion hey babe watch my buns of steel technique <sighs> is he like bouncing the tree limbs off his butt yeah he did like the peaches side B move from Smash Brothers where she just hip checks oh my God. the tree um, yeah, so she just, <laughs> Mouthman just starts fighting a tree with his butt. What do you do? <laughs> um, yeah, I said mental snapshot, and I'm gonna keep looking for clues. <laughs> okay, so you're, you leave Mothman to fight the trees there. Um. He'll catch up. Yeah, Dreg and Captain Melbeck, uh, you guys get some water in the kitchen, you're sitting down, maybe, uh, getting some saltines or something. I, I ramble things at Dreg that sound like they're because of drugs, and they are, but like, it was an actual meaningful thing that I realized. Not not just not just the way everyone thinks they understand the universe. I really understood it. And Dreg is sort of nodding and uh, letting her do this, and <laughs> sort of keeping an Does eye... Does he believe a word of it? <laughs> Hard to say at this point. It's really early stages. You're pretty fucked up. But it's it's more if you do have something, I hope it's confusing enough that anybody in earshot isn't picking it up either, because we're clearly not alone here. God damn it, Drake. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I would assume that like she's she's 
that she was enough of mind to go, let's go somewhere where there aren't too many people, and to listen if Dreg shushes her. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Elizabeth's definitely trying to eavesdrop this conversation. The whole reason she told you in the meditation room how to, what you needed to look for is because she wanted to steal it from you. Yeah, well, I, I'm really stealthy. I got a really good stealth modifier, so hopefully I can relay it to Dreg in a, without without that being an overhearable thing. Yeah, I mean, you guys can definitely whisper yeah. uh, amongst yourselves, but just just know that there's a tiger shark in the background snooping. Yeah. Yeah, we did. That's why I wanted to make sure it was explicit that we were aware yeah, that there yeah. was a tiger shark <laughs> in the area listening. That's exactly why as soon as she saw Drake, she was like, let's let's go somewhere to talk about my hallucinations. Yes. Let's let's go somewhere nice to talk about my hallucinations. Yes, let's go get some water. And that's the thing, is it sounds just regular drug trip enough that hopefully it won't like it won't be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. If it was overheard. All right, so you guys just uh, catch each other up on your progress, and yeah, you know. and 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 express the other thing to be concerned about is that we have I uh, Dreg hasn't seen anybody else from the team here. He'd been assuming they'd gotten here already, <laughs> um, and he knows how often Sasha has to use the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> That's too real. He has seen her by now. Do, do, do one of us want to try and? Knowing this information and knowing we can get down to the bottom floor if needed, try and save the uh, go help the others. Well, I just we don't. I, I just don't know where they are. So that's that's yeah raising the concern. That's the question. Do you guys want to go down to the bottom floor and try to beat Elizabeth there, or do you want to try to find your friends? It's a big big choice. Once they get out of wherever they're at, which we don't know where they are or how to get to them, we it would be tough for us to find them. We can, we can, we can object. No, but it's got to be something serious if Objectivist is yeah. preventing but it. So my it's... point would be, if and when they get out, we could still Objectivist them the the code to get down to the bottom floor. So it sounds like you you guys want to go ahead? My, my suggestion is just, even if we did go ahead, they could catch us up. Yeah, we'll be fine. Yeah, all right. There's no government trees here. Yeah, let's 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 go for it. So L- Leomora pulls Dreg confidently over to the uh, the elevator with a sort of I I promise I promise you this was a it it's it's real. It wasn't just the drugs talking and <laughs> I don't know how you input the password. Do you like touch a thing and like think it in there or It's a good question and one that you'll need to think about but before you get there as you approach the elevator you see someone's leaning up against it like a jock in a high school movie from the 80s just chilling out uh holding her conch shell to her lips playing a little tune you find the password captain i have had all of the days i've had all of the days all of them at once I, I, ev- everything that I could have done, I've done. Do you want to just get out of my way? Because it's, I, I have places to be and a very big punchy friend if I need their help to go there. So obviously the answer is no. Listen to her. It's gibberish. <laughs> you can take me with you or I can take you out. That's 
how this is going to go. Taking us out doesn't get you anywhere. Someone will figure out eventually you're not the only ones meditating and taking drugs. I don't need you. You're just convenient. <laughs> yes, of course, she could start a fight with us here, but wouldn't that be operating counter to her conduit? Uh, and gosh, you know, I sure seem to know how to get a bunch of attention here, and that could get your ass kicked back up to the first floor where you got to start this whole thing over again. Yeah, I mean, if you'll recall, her particular interpretation of peace is kill all the enemies so there's no fighting left. Hmm. The, the cult aren't telling her that's invalid. That's a good question. You, in character, don't know about what her godly realm is like. Is is instigating the fight counter to her... Yeah. Her conduit. I mean, she's here to chew someone in half. Yeah. Love the chomp. Uh, Captain Captain Melbeck turns around and goes to find uh, who was it on this floor? Was it Righteousness? Yeah, Righteousness yes. is the hall monitor you would tattle to. Yeah, <laughs> Captain Melbeck is gonna is gonna <laughs> still high go and find the hall monitor to tattle to. <laughs> All right, as you turn to leave, um, Elizabeth plays a little tune on her conch shell, very much like the Green Ranger playing a little summoning spell on his flute. Uh, but instead of the Megazord, she's going to summon some elementals. Uh, you've seen this trick before when she created a giant prehistoric blood crab to fight your mechs. And she's going to try to beat you guys up before you can tell on her. That sounds very elementary school. Yeah, well, she's trying to get the whole monitor. She started it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Can I literally just shout for the whole monitor? It's cute. <laughs> you can do whatever you want next episode. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Adler. Mm-hmm. Cassius says, After you left, I took all the guards that were on duty, and I locked them in the training room. Only one was allowed to leave. That was your choice. Olivia's going to close her eyes for a moment. And there's the, the sense that she's probably trying to suppress something there. Mm -hmm. And then she's going to say, Why does it matter so much to you what I do? I owe you my life. I have to repay you. I haven't changed my mind, but I do think I have changed since we've known each other, Cassius. I've got a better idea now about how to get what I want. And then Olivia is going to take the sword mm -hmm. and she's going to plunge it through her own chest. Chris! God damn it, Chris! Can we just have a normal episode <laughs> ending once? <laughs> <laughs>
credits go? Is that the mood for 2019? Oh yeah, it's the new year. We probably should just do something new year themed, huh? New year, new me. I hope Senpai notices me this year. What are your credit resolutions? We're going to speed run them this year. We're totally going to do it. We're going to streamline this thing. You get it under 20 minutes? Yes. Maybe not. They're, oh, that's a lot of credits. <laughs> we get. Let's do our best. Uh, let's start with the music credits. We have Your Reality Future Bass Remix from Doki Doki Literature Club by The Musical Ghost. We have Morning Thinker, an arrangement of Thinker from Armored Core 4 by Overclocked Remix. And we have The Sound of the Galaxy, an arrangement of Freedom's Progress from Mass Effect by Overclocked Remix. <gasps> I did that in one breath. Wow, I'm impressed. Also, all the links to the musics are in the notes, like in the description. So if you want to check that stuff out, it's there. I mean, it couldn't hurt. Just look at it. Austin's very thorough with his links. Uh, also, there's going to be uh, sketch music because he did music for the one shot, which is going to be uh, the first episode that goes up with these credits. So sketch.music.sketch.com or bandcamp.sketch.bandcamp.band.camp. Mm-hmm. You can find that in the link. He did that music that you probably just heard. Uh, unless you're. Unless this is later into January, then hey, future. Yeah, that's people. then you're, we're back into Markov again. All right, let's start doing names. We already fucked up our resolution. Okay, you start. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I see what y'all are up to. First, first... <laughs> we can't even start without people getting frisky in our frigging. Okay. Uh, first one is name is the fr- it's apostrophe dash name is the first name. So Zelda the cat conduit of disorder. But you put in a bunch of symbols there, so you go first because you know it's alphabetical order. You cheated the system. Oh. Well, that's funny, because Dot Ink dropped the conjure conduit of ooze. I cheat the system, lol. Thought they cheated the system. Yeah, it's basically just a, a battle royale to determine who can cheat the system the most in alphabetical order. I'll have to figure out a way to do it in a different order, because it's going to get... Rowdy. It's going to get real rowdy at the top of the list. Uh, next, we have, I believe, uh, Mel Tyke. Oh, it's they, they uh, we usually said the name Mel Tish or Melly Tish. Uh, apparently that's wrong, and they sent in the phonetic spelling. Wow, we're real bad. So I, that's kind of an own on us, but also thank you. I can't read phonetic spelling, so I probably messed it up anyway. Cool. Oh, a barking dog. I don't like to play favorites, but a barking dog may be my favorite because they very good patron. It's very good. A hungry otter begging for food or pets. Hold on, we got a fucking competition up in here. Yeah, (laughs) and they're off. All right. Uh, Aftershock. Oh no, I'm sorry. This one's the one that's meant for me. A mountain biking vampire witch from the future. Fuck my pussy with a rake, mom. You can't. Okay, I know that's a reference. That's the quote. That's the full quote. I know. It's bad, though. I don't like it. I know. It's very bad. Okay. Aftershock. Conduit of talking shit about Winifred's mouth. <laughs> That's <laughs> oh, a very shit. specific reference to season three. Uh, Aki Sevelinen. Albert West. Aaliyah. Alex Vepra. Andrew Birmingham. Andrew Falu. Conduit of mediocrity itself. Uh, Andrew Fedge. Conduit of always trying to smoosh that ass itself. <laughs> Andrew Grothin. Andy Harkins. Anime Jesus. Anna. Anthony, patron of Dora. Arachnovolt, conduit of spider sin as itself. Arjun de Koning. Ashley Snow, just Ashley. August Rue. Austin the Possum Refugee. Does the, I'm a possum in this scenario? You are very possum-like. 
Well, okay, I'm just not going to examine that one. <laughs> You're... <laughs> yeah? No, say it now. We're My here. My garbage. Okay, fair enough. Austin Yorkie, conduit of spank me, daddy? <laughs> I'm so glad you had to say that one this time instead of me. And they put it in all caps and everything? Yep. <sighs> INR Johansson. Bo White. B-Ray Echo. Brady, conduit of successful murder and stealing identities. Brady, you've escalated. Brady, no! No. <laughs> and the next one. Brady, conduit of failed murder. <laughs> oh, shit. The Bradys are at it again. We have ourselves a classic situation, and we don't know which one's the real Brady, and we have to shoot one of them. Oh, no. B- Brendan Williams. Brent, overcomer to overcome harder. Goatly. Okay, it's the sequel to... Okay, I got it. Brent, I think they're trying to cheat the character a little bit, so it's all one word. Brent Augustine, conduit of life, the universe, and everything as of January 19th. That's the future. It's only January 6th. I had to look. They know what they're about. Okay, well. Callum, you better not be fronting. I'll eat that entire ass. (laughs) (laughs) who was renting oh boy okay uh Cam- cameron abbas carter rayner charlie chalky uh chris i resolved to create a funny name walling commendable christopher charlotte Chunk Funk? Chunk Funk is very good, fuck. We should have a podcast where we just rate chonkers. (laughs) We should read these beforehand. I always feel like I'm walking into a field of rakes. Uh, Cody Jackson. Coho Bast. Condiment condiment of cucumber itself. (laughs) Corum, nefarious conduit of making people recite Jane Austen quotes. Yeah, they got us. Cormac, conduit of same. Same. Counterfeit. Doria Morgendorfer. Donning Frost. Dennis Bangston. Dennis Pancake Detlefson. Devin, conduit of evolution. Dylan L. Door, conduit of self-destruction. That's a big mood. Mm-hmm. Cat. Hold on, there's a cat. Aw. Banana. She's not allowed to be here unless she pays $5. Dora. Oh, I'm sorry. Dora did nothing wrong. Agreed. Debatable. Dr. Tao. Dr. Goatman. Dr. Izix. Dragon in the server room. Drakengard 4, No Ways Return, 2019, by Yoko Taro, Conduit of Yoko Taro. Dylan! Ecorin. Elderly Goose, Conduit of Never Finishing Sin. Nice. Eleanor Nonante sees Periton. Aline, 20 by teen, let's go! Fuck yeah, that's the mood of 2019. Yeah, you really wanted to read that one specifically, I bet. Yeah, I didn't know it was there, but now I'm glad. Emma thinks about moose every day. Good, thank you. Andigo Vandane. Erwin Lelagadek. Lelagadek. Words. Ethan Lawrence. Extellaris. Florian H. Francisco Arias Guayamares. God, I probably... Francois V. Probably messed that one up, huh? Yeah, but it's okay. Garrett and Mackenzie. Grimlock. Grinning Isaac. Conduit of sad laughter. Uh-oh. Happy New Yam. Nice. Yam. Nice. Killing it as always. Harley Astor. Harrison Andrew. He John Master. Help, I donated to your Patreon and all I got was a stupid joke name. Hey, listen, some people really like this bit. I've I've heard people say this is the best part of the show. Really? <laughs> yes, I read that earlier today. In fact, Highway to Mel. I love that one. How do I make friend regards conduit a social faux pas? Bitch, I don't know. <laughs> Probably not by asking in credits of a D&D podcast, honestly. I read a Zondra Light novel and transformed into a patron. I won't read this name. They tricked. They tricked you. 
They got me. Yeah. Uh, this is this is just a Chance the Rapper lyric. I'm so high. Me and God dappin. It's from No Problem by Chance the Rapper. Coloring book. Album of the year. 2017. Ian Morgan. She didn't even respond to my whole thing there. Ingmar Gremmen. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Isaac underscore. Happy New Year, guys. Gavel, gavel, gavel. Gavel, gavel, gavel. It's dawn, baby. Baby. <laughs> I feel like it's Janiac's hatching day. Worship her beef log. Okay, between the one that's a, just a straight up threat and the one that makes it sound like we're in a, a DJ Khaled song, I definitely prefer It's Dawn, baby, to <laughs> worship her or be flogged. There's two different moods there. Oh, boy. Jade did something wrong. Are you okay, <laughs> Yeah, Jade? we know, Jade. What did you do this time? She oh. something. All right. James Neely. Jamie. Jasper burying 2018, insulting the earth so nothing ever grows from it. A reasonable response. J. Logan, conduit of Conduit? Oh my god, I can't believe you drew attention to it. I say conduit 150 times every week. Conduit? (laughs) Quanzawit. Conduit of queerness itself. Jayish wizard, the wizard of Jay. Mm hmm. Jealous goddess cosplay. Jeff Clark. Jen. Jerry, big mood, same small marshmallow, nut, 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 flowers. Is that just a collection of your catchphrases? <laughs> oh, man. Like, I don't, do I say marshmallow? I do love marshmallows a lot, though. Like, an unreasonable amount, so. Uh-huh. John Carey. John Potts. John Barnett. Joseph Tombrello. J.P. Green. Jew Man Jack Frost. Julian Phillips. Just imagine a sad owl. No, no. They're, I like when they're happy <laughs> just a jester justin conduit of oh daddy 2019 <laughs> please being gentles with me i'm so glad you had to read that also someone's definitely gonna rip that and then just have that audio and you just have to live with that <laughs> oh no if you do that send me money <laughs> <laughs> you definitely have to venmo her if you receive that audio caster uk kate conduit of instant regret yeah keeper low Keller Automat. Kevin Dobbins. Keller Cotton Shiznow. Kitty Foe. Carito Prime. Now a college graduate and official smart person. Hey, better than me. Good job. <laughs> Congratulations, Carito Prime, on your college. Christina, conduit of the Bozog Space Republic itself. A terrifying galactic threat. The Criterion, conduit of obscure references. Mm, same. Kyle Badsvik. What about Kyle Goodsvik? Jeez, okay, I bet they've never heard that before. They went to middle school too, Lauren. I'm sorry. Lana C... Nope. Lana? I always edit it out, so it's not even a running joke that you get it wrong. Yes, Lana. Lana Seawolf, Lady of Bones. Lavy the Goblin Dude. Do you love a goblin? Goblins. (laughs) Lindsey Graham. Not that one, hopefully. We have have to make a Lindsey Graham fight... We have to make Lindsey Graham fight uh, John Kerry. Oh, no. Logion, conduit of fatigue. That's Austin. Yeah. It, it, you, very tired. Wow. Lauren, my resolution is to stop making joke names. Damn it. Kate's already failed. Loki, Loki. That's that's fun. really good. That's very good. Luke Powers. M. Joe. Markov needs pangolins. The cult of Gorfanax. Master Rank is hiding from Brent. Brent, <laughs> oh my God, the story's unfolding because all the murders and the failed murders. Uh-huh. 
Matt Hare, Conduit of Social da- Socialist Dancing. Oh, it's the uh, uh, Cor- uh, Ocasio-Cortez thing. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. F- fucking remember that happened? This, d- this that week's been like a long year. wasn't it? Oh, boy. Yeah. All right. Matthew be there. Matthew be everywhere. <laughs> okay, Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Matthew Schultz. Matthew Eber, Conduit of Community College Film Art Department. Is that an advertisement? What? Get back to us in that, Matthew. Okay. Matthias Lakeets, conduit of last name fine, first name butchered. Is that Matthias? I don't know. Mattias. Matthias? Mattias. Matt. I. Matt. Matty. I know somebody named Matthias, so I'm going with Matthias. Okay. I mean, that's what I. Th- okay. Hey. Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa Nielsen. Mary Chrysler. <laughs> oh, is that? Uh, no, it's Happy Honda Days. Oh my God! I'm allowed to say that now. Uh, Michael Groman. Michael Hall. Michelle Minkler, second of his name, the unpronounceable chef, etc. Midlife Stasis. Miko from Finland. Miles, why isn't Funky Kong in Smash Smith? That's a really good question. He was added to uh, Tropical Freeze in Funky Mode. Oh my God! We just got a new Donkey Kong representative in King K. Roll. We can't be greedy. Mistletoe spilling out of every orifice of my body. <laughs> okay, you didn't want to respond to my Donkey Kong thing. That's fine. Morgan Rapp. Nathaniel Holman. Nico F. Alvarado. New Year, no credits. New Year, no credits. <laughs> you get all the baby voice ones. Nicholas Dominic. It's like they know. Nina Person. <laughs> that wasn't. <laughs> Why is that like snake? Yeah, that wasn't you making fun of the name. You literally just saw the second S as it hits you and you flinched. <laughs> I was like, oh no. <laughs> Noah Sudret. Notorious Christmas, conduit of ho 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 itself. Paul Mullen. Pruitt Holcomb. Puck, conduit of high key crushing on Austin. Bad idea. Oh heck. No, that's everyone has ever done that's been miserable. <laughs> it's an extreme, uh, have they? It's an extremely bad time. Is it? <laughs> Next one. Random, conduit of daddy issues. Oh yeah, that explains some stuff. Rizumi Yazura. Richard G. Coles. Robert Dakin. Robert E. Calf Baker. Rulon, the flutinous, tootinous <laughs> conduit of nitpickery. Oh, is the flute too close to the sun person? Okay. S. Kearney now without a tentacles. Kearney, no, please. Solid child. Salsa condiment of catering <laughs> orgy. I feel like someone just painted us a very vivid picture of their weekend. Yeah. S- Sam Zidanowitz. Scott going to steal names. Scott, no, Scott, who stole my name for a joke. Cummings, Scotts. It's the Scots and the Brents. We need to get them all in a room. <laughs> They're uh, so bad. Behave, children. Fifty Scots and fifty Brents parachute onto an island. The last one alive wins. Scotty Vilhard. <laughs> He's just not responding to any of my provocations. <laughs> Sean, because yeah, it bothers you. Sean Lyons Burke. Sean, the host of Funk Dunk Plays. Self-sustained exo-gay reaction. What does that mean? It's like I think it's a chemistry joke. Oh, I don't understand chemistry. Mm-hmm. Simmons conduit of incorrect pronunciation. Oh, oh it's incorrect. Are we supposed to say, are we supposed to say <laughs> Siemens? We were trying to be good. <laughs> I, I was trying to behave. I was I, trying to not say it because they so clearly want me to. Okay, so we didn't take the bait, and now now we're, they're just calling us out for being incorrect. Well, I'm still not going to take it. Shane Sedgwick. Shane Ware, conduit of ethical hedonism itself. Shocking Link. 
Sir Octopus, conduit of chivalrous cephalopods. Right, he has a monocle, I can tell. And a hat. Sketch dot <laughs> sketch dot fan club slash sketch. Aww. Got a sketch lover. Sorry, Austin. I was too tired to make a clever name this month. It's okay. It's okay. I'm tired every month. We understand. Sydney Marzing. Sarithis's monkey. <laughs> it's. I'm proud of you, Sarithis. You should say monkey. <laughs> Tara, conduit of ennui. Big same. That penguin who secretly lives in your sock drawer. Gotta pet that guy. The cast of Dungeons the Gathering. The cocks of God Turbo yeet you. Okay. <laughs> now it's just Dada. You have to admit when you're doing Dada, those are the rules. The grand old Duke of Yorkski. <laughs> Fine. You got me. The hat cells. The precursor. The Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Marietta, Georgia. Tim. Tim Lutton. Toby Gleason Stack. Toshiro Kuro, editor of Attack on Dice. Transient Passerby. Vinny, conduit of queer fashion itself. Now hold on. You missed uh, Shayness. Did I miss Shayness? Hey, mm-hmm. Shayness, I'm sorry. Or is it Shyness? They haven't told us we're incorrect, so I, I, I win. If you don't correct us, we're going to get it wrong every time. Absolutely. Vizzy Huggles, keep up the great work, y'all. Thank you, Vizzy. Aww. Or Huggles. I don't know how you want us to refer to you. Huggles it's is nice cute. to just not always be dunked on. Yeah. Zephosaurus. I wish people called me Huggles. Anyway, Z23619, or as Lauren says, 23619. Yeah. So technically it's under 20 minutes. Does it count if we finish the name before 20 minutes? I don't even know. I'm looking. I actually have some messages here. People who uh, Patreon, is that a verb? Uh, People who uh, supported the show after the PDF was assembled. So I have some here from, I have Amelia Sori. I have one from, uh, geez, uh, the conduit of booty itself. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, they got the booty? They do. They do. And maybe some other ones that I lost in my emails, but they're coming in pretty constantly. That's great. Uh, it's it's hard out there for everyone, and we need uh, all the help we can get. So thank you very much. Genuinely, extremely helpful. Love you guys. 2019. Hugs for everyone. Senpai did notice you. A lot of senpais. I love all my senpais. Are there? I'm oh, I'm I'm the senpai. They're the kohai. Well, that's what I was saying. We're the senpai, and we notice them by saying their names. Oh, oh, that's the dynamic. I guess it is now. It is. Uh, also, if you want to notice some other senpais, we have Chris is at Patreon.com/slash/WeeklyMangaRecap. Sketch, as we said, Sketch.BandCamp.com/slash/Sketch.BandCamp/slash/Sketch.Camp.Band. Of course, Laura is at Laura K Buzz everywhere at kotaku.co.uk to read the video games stuff. And she's got a book about butts. Go buy it. Uh, and a, another book, which is about and her. And a book about herself. Yeah, definitely support that. Conrad at Conrad Zimmerman everywhere. He has a podcast called Of Horse, and he's also on Movie Boys, a.k.a. Spinoff Doctors with Jim Sterling. I think it's on Jim Sterling's feed. Uh, support everybody if you can. Support... Chris, especially, I feel like if if you can only support one, he's just so sad and he he's needs so it. sad, guys. Please, please help Chris. He's so fragile. Also, Austin, you. You're just saying that because you know the money eventually gets to you. What's that mean? <laughs> it means I help you. Yeah, you do. But yeah. that's not. Hey, I don't have ulterior motives. Uh huh. Listen, only one of us has chocolate rocks here, and it's not you. Okay, fine. Um, oh, thank you. I met a really good cat this month. His name was Tortilla. Tortilla? Um, yeah, I want to shout out Tortilla. Thank you for being extremely <laughs> good, Tortilla. Oh, no. Why, oh, no? 
Him's penis broke. Oh, him's penis broke. They don't know about that. <laughs> I know, but that's all I can think of now. Yeah, uh, my friend works uh, as a veterinary uh, technician of some sort, and she's not allowed to take pictures of the animals, but she does anyway and sends them to the group chat because she's a real one. And uh, there's a cat who's in there for some sort of, uh, you know, genital thing because it happens to animals. <laughs> it's fine. But the caption on the picture was him's penis broke, and it's all we've been able to say to each other for like weeks now. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year 2019, Him's Penis Broke. <laughs> That's the mood for 2019. That's the banner we're going to roll out. Uh, we didn't do it at midnight. It's a bladed one, but we're going to we're gonna roll it out and drop the ball. Him's, Him's Penis, penis broke. broke. 2019. Ba-ba-ba-ba-bow. Him's Penis Broke.